Hmm. I I don't. I you know you you tend to pick openings where I'm rambling on and you just sort of turn on the microphone without really warning me, and that tends to be our our open. And I'm guessing you've turned on the microphone, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a recording. <laughs> yeah, I thought. It's the, the, your way of, of tricking me into into doing an, an, a non-opening opening. This is going to get much harder. This is an unsustainable pattern. I did have a good opening of some tweet of a of a tweet first Twitter exchange that I've shared with uh, with Kay from Berlin in quite some time. That that was funny. Well, I, I want to talk to you about. Now, I want to keep uh, the theme of our episode titles going. Um, by recommending or warning about uh, places that we have been to or that we like. And um, I, I and Catherine recently went to um, a restaurant. It's called Cafe Toscana. It's, let me check, it's on the, um, on the corner of Orizaba in Durango. So that's very close to uh, Alvaro Abregon. Um, too and there, there's a little nice little park there too and what was special about that restaurant is that the waiters were just very relaxed never hurrying never confused doing their job uh, being happy about it and, and just not there was no rush at all with anything they were very very professional and uh, this might sound weird, but that's not often the case. Um, uh, this this just felt like a really well-run restaurant, and uh, that was uh, it, and it, it, that feeling was so strong that I'm now telling you about this because it was different than in any other restaurant. Do you know what I mean? Wow, that's that's very high praise. I've heard of Cafe Toscana, but I've never. I've never ventured into it. I'm not sure if it's on the list or not. Um, food was pretty good. Um, it's not cheap, um, certainly not. Um, but but that vibe was very pronounced. Uh, and well, I can I can tell another story to contrast that. Um, around sometime, so around New Year's, we had um, uh, Judy from New York visiting, and we went to a couple uh, uh, pricier restaurants than normal, and we went to Hacienda de los Morales. So it was actually an old hacienda. Now all there was no land around it anymore because that's the city. Um, but uh, it looked at building was is amazing, um, and the food was amazing too. And but there were like in all restaurants, there were for every table um, with guests there was at least one waiter, and they got totally confused about who would be doing what and we ordered a chardonnay so which is a white wine we got a wine from the same winery but we got a red so that was uh, interesting and uh, every time something came there was another waiter um, bringing it um and so that is that is the opposite of professionally run um so cafe toscana in orizaba and durango is it on Plaza de Rio de Janeiro? 
I don't know. I don't know the name, but it is. Is there a big park right in front? Yeah, of it? yeah, 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 yeah. With a fountain. Okay, right. With or without a fountain, I don't. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's rather big. Yes. Okay. I have been there before. It's been a, it's been quite a while though, yeah. but yes, I've been there before. All right. So that was that story. So we have the uh, our episode title. Excellent. This will be episode sixteen. Although I we we mentioned on one recording that is not yet published that that would be episode fifteen, and now it's probably going to be episode seventeen. You already asked me about that. So the the episode with with Catherine is still in in the editing process. Um, the last few weeks were busy with a lot of stuff. So that's still that's still just not done yet. And also the uh, our do you have to explain for because the last podcast that we did. That was the emergency I'm leaving. So people people yes. were following the podcast timeline, which has now officially forked from the real from the reality timeline, know that I'm not here. Yes. Right. Okay. So so now we are we're in we are still waiting for the reality timeline and to catch up. In the podcast timelines to reconverge. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's the first time that it, that they no, it's the second time that they diverged, so it's it's fine. Um, but it, but I think I think with the last one that was more the the, the emergency the preview emergency podcast. <laughs> I guess they did very briefly. Yeah, we we have to figure. We have to. I, I I think we should cast Bobo as a time cop for our podcast that he should randomly come in and force us to get back on the realities online. Uh, there's a big, big congratulations to Bobo for um, passing in one way or another, his final exams. Yes. Yes, of course we have to, we have to get matched yeah. up. Congratulations, man. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna, just a little preview. I'm going to meet him in a few weeks, actually. Um, or in about a month. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, so, so that about co- uh, podcasting, I'm still working on that. Uh, it's been busy, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, I did record another episode of my German-Mexico uh, podcast with my friend uh, uh, Nicolas, which is not you, um, uh, but my uh, Colombian friend, Nicolas, who speaks almost perfect German. And we talk a lot about why that is, actually. So... But Nick, how are you doing? Where are you right now and how is it going there? I am in Michigan. Okay. I'm I, I have interviewed at an accounting firm uh, and I have started the process of looking for other things. The reason I'm here is the last professional life goal that is a confident that I can see a path to accomplishing <laughs> that is, that is within reach is becoming a uh, CPA. And because I passed the CPA exam in New York, it seems like the best path for getting there would be getting a job with a CPA firm. Now, since I'm not interested in spending a whole ton of money 
trying to get an apartment and setting up a life for myself again in New York, I moved back to Michigan, uh, where my parents live. And yes, I have parents to get a job as a, at a CPA firm, make money, and uh, and yeah. Uh, please explain and, to and then go go back to Mexico and buy houses. Please explain to me and the listeners again what is a CPA? A certified public accountant. Uh, I think the closest German equivalent would be Wirtschaftsprüfer, somebody who can go in, somebody who has a license from the state to go in and look at your accounting. Uh huh. And after looking through your accounting, say yes, I believe these accounts to be correct. Okay, good. And sign off on it. And however, most CPAs in the U.S. and I guess the equivalent in Germany just basically do taxes. Yeah. Do you like that job? Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. I've, the thing is, I've never I've worked in a firm for two in two different firms during tax season, and most of what that is is filling out basic tax returns, yeah. which I. I've done for my friends for many, 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 many years. What I haven't really gotten involved in is doing uh, audit work, which I'd like to do more of. But really, I just want to work in a firm where the challenge or the work is a little bit different every single day. Because I, when I work, for, it's the same thing day in, day out, doing the month, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I am really an accountant for people that got that. Okay. And, and I've... I, it's not that I enjoy the work, like being an average accountant doing the same thing every month. I enjoy the challenges of trying to make things better that most of my career I've sort of dropped in or parachuted into places that were distressed or had problems or needed help fixing their accounting. And I like fixing those kind of problems or making things a little bit easier Uh, whereas people will have a lot of spreadsheets. I like automating a lot of those things mm -hmm. and making it so that, I, I mean, all accounting is very highly automatable. Yeah. The thing is, we're still trying to get to the point where that the, the products of the automated accounting makes sense and where the filtering of information into accounting systems is more signal, less noise. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of things that I want to help, help work on, help demystify. I know that most accountants in Germany too, they love that job because yeah, I mean, doing the, the, uh, simple tax return that everybody has to do each year that's not interesting but uh really i don't know i have no idea about this but but there are challenges and problems that need to be solved that are interesting if you're into um accounting yes i understand that so how's how's life in michigan how did you last time we talked we were still in mexico city You were gonna fly to Michigan the next day. How how did that go? How how what um what are you noticing that you maybe even forgot? 
long, uncomfortable silence. I, I think the biggest thing that I forgot was how different life is in a car-based society as opposed to a pedestrian-based society. Uh-huh. And the difference is, and a lot of that, you could, you could write those things down to the difference between being in a hyper-urban area and a suburban area. That for me to walk to my coffee shop, what takes me 15, 20 minutes, and in in Mexico City from my apartment, now it's a very beautiful walk. Yeah, so going to Quentin, for example. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a beautiful walk. It's a city. It's here. I, I pretty much have to drive, look for parking. There is a bus option, but uh, and I think the buses here appear to have gotten a lot better. I haven't, but uh, it's and and at the same time i i should be much more familiar i've spent much more of my life in this kind of a suburban environment but i i do miss the i mean i do miss the urbanness of mexico city i miss the wrestling with the language <laughs> that that's a that even though i don't have any problems communicating uh communicating first and second level things it's the sort of deeper explanations or the being able to pick apart listening to other people's conversations, which is, I don't think there's as much of a taboo around that in Mexico city as I guess there is in other places of the world. Well, they do talk very loud. That's true. (laughs) And being able to pick out now, I don't have any, if I get lost with a conversation in English, I actually don't recall that, that's another weird thing about the places that I go to here is that people, when they talk loudly, do it as a kind of an invitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually thinking of, I found a new coffee shop, by the way. I found, uh, I've been going to Madcap on Fulton Street here in Grand Rapids. One of the baristas there was about to say something. Just, no, I can't say that. That's inappropriate. And, uh, and so of course I was saying, well, what, what were you, we were all wondering, well, what were you going to say? Nothing piques curiosity quite like a comment like that denied. And she said, well, you know, the blah, blah, get money. Now I, I, I don't know if I, I said to her at that point, oh, are you saying the classic two word phrase before get money? And she said, yeah, yes, yes. The classic phrase. And the other guys in the shop were saying, what, what classic phrase is that? <laughs> and, and I, I said, you know, the, the, the standard da da get money. And they were like, da da. I said, no, it's, and I was trying to think of a, it, it's the two word phrase that you use to express your apathy in the pursuit of the opposite sex. To which one of the guys goes in his most crackertastic voice possible, fuck bitches? Which, of course, yes, was the classic beginning to blank, blank, get money. Okay. 
Wait, the very, very odd aside, but I, I'm not. Uh, I do miss Mexico quite a bit, and adjusting to a new reality, even though it's a reality that I know very well, is is strange. I've gained a ton of weight. Um, I've probably gained uh, nine kilos since I've been here. Wow. Because I don't walk at all. I, I drive it. I could I could go on a walk, but it is cold. Temperatures hover basically around zero all the time. It's been sunnier than I've expected it to be. I should go walking, but normally I'm just just focused on getting a job and helping my parents out. Uh, you know, cleaning out the house, that sort of thing. I'm trying to say I'm not really trying to put the best face possible on it, trying to have the best, most positive attitude. And so there are some days when having that positive attitude costs you a lot more mental energy than other days, right? Oh, yeah. I know about that. So that's, yeah. That's when I cancel the parties and the beers and stay home. Um, so so what's, what's the immediate plan uh, going forward? You... As you mentioned off-air, I have gotten a job and a real contract before you, which is surprising, and we'll get to that. Um, but what, what's the next steps for you? What are you waiting for? Um, what are you looking at? I'm waiting to hear back from the places that I've interviewed with, basically, to see what they say. Now, this is because the 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 personal tax deadline, which is the big tax deadline, mm -hmm in the United States is April 15th and the classic accounting busy season is January to April for a bunch of different reasons. But the, the one people say is because the personal tax deadline is, is April 15th. Um, this is the worst time of year to be going for these kinds of jobs. Okay. Because they all busy. What I should have done. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's the thing is that at I'm, a weird case. Most people get these accounting jobs straight directly out of school. And I went to go work for the treasury department straight out of school. And that experience doesn't, didn't, uh, lots of rules, complicated stuff like that. Uh, and then coming out of treasury, I, and I've worked for different places. I always meant to go back to a CPA firm. I did once, but then the person I went back to ended up winding down his firm and going to work for a bigger firm and There was no reason to bring me along. Uh, so I, and, and this is a very traditional kind of industry where there's not a way in through the side. There's, there's really not a way in for somebody who's had a long career like I have that has nothing to do with public accounting. The way most people do it is they go into a CPA firm straight out of school and that's it. Got it. And even though I've passed the exam, and there's lots of people that have worked for CPA firms that never managed to pass the exam and just stay around because they're good at the job, uh, they don't will not hire somebody who's been outside of CPA firms for as long as they have. So that's so I, I it's a very odd, and because I haven't developed a niche skill working on a specific kind of accounting procedure which is the other reason they'd hire somebody with experience. Uh, I'm, I'm a very unusual candidate in that respect. So, 
Do you hear the yeah. um, the trash man outside? I do. I do hear the bell. Yeah. Very, very faintly in the background. And I miss it. I didn't want to mention anything about it, but I, I do. I, I hear it's it's trash where you're at, and I, I miss that yeah, loud I, bell sound. I do not. I will not miss that. It's 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 so loud. It's it's not it's not nice anymore. Um, just just wait. You'll go you'll go back to Germany. You'll say yeah. Well, so yeah. We'll see. So you'll miss you'll miss the noise. So I, I find that very interesting. The the contrast of yeah urban and sub- suburban and the the car focused society uh, uh, as opposed to here. Yeah, if you're a car, you're unlucky because you need one. Um, I find that very, very interesting. And this is, so this, the, the podcast itself will, at least for the next uh, months, transition into the several ways to live um, portion of, of the title. Uh, not so much in Mexico City because we're not going to be there. Um, but I find that very, 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 very interesting. And I'm, I'm this is, um, right now I'm doing good, but for a few days for or for a long time, this... Yeah, it still makes me think because now my update. I do um, I do go back to Germany in a very short time. That'll be in now we will record this on a, it's a Thursday, right? Yes. Is it Thursday? <laughs> it's it's Thursday morning. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, Monday in a week, so in about ten days, eleven days, I'm gonna uh, go onto the plane, go to. Cancun and from Cancun to Frankfurt and then I'm going to be in back in Germany um, for good. I don't have any... Well, not for good. You'll have to come back and visit at some point. It, I will, I will, but I'm going to live in Germany and not live in Mexico anymore. And of course, that's been planned for a long time and I'm very happy that it's uh, happening now um, because uh, this only happens because I do have a contract to work for a company in Germany starting in May. Um, and um, so I'm not going to talk about all the months before because it was very stressful at times. But now that job that I got, it went so smoothly and everything looks so perfect that um, I'm really wondering where's the catch. <laughs> Um, so just to, um, we've talked about this. I was looking for a Django or Python developer job. Uh, it's actually going to be, uh, something similar, but nothing to do with Python. And that is, uh, going to work for a logistics firm on the airport in Frankfurt or in the cargo city. So where the, all the logistics, the, the freight, um, stuff happens. Cargo city. <laughs> and I'm gonna do development in Ruby on Rails, which is the same thing as Django, just different. Um, but they actually hired me without me having written a single line of Ruby, um, which is interesting. So that is uh, certainly that would not happen for you, right? Um, in your business. Uh, that that's well. Uh, I mean, it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on here. Have you done your Have you done your homework into the new, into the place you're working for? Um, there was there was not much available online. Um, but I, just the first. So I sent the email out, and then two days later, I got uh, invited to to talk to the head of software development. Um, and um, 
So that that happened really quickly, and then we talked on Skype uh, for two hours, and he practically sold me the job. Um, and we got along very well. Um, it's a very very small software development team. They we, or we in the future will have to to increase the size just to make it more um, robust. The team itself, because there's mm -hmm. I think in May there'll be three Rails developers, uh, developers including me, and for a company that relies on the software system, that doesn't sound like a lot. Um, maybe in the future I can talk more about what that company does. It, it's it's logistics, and they have their software system with that helps them do their putting freight from one place to another. Um, basically, just what was your technical interview like? So there was not really a technical interview. We talked a lot about uh, technical topics but it wasn't like i had to write any code which i liked and uh but there were i mean one question where i was happy to have an answer was do you have any so they asked about gems gems is for ruby uh, uh published um for you know like open source stuff and i of course didn't have a gem but i did have a um python package that uh, felt was a result of the project I did last year. And I did have, and actually that week I had repackaged that so it, everything looks nice and the documentation is up to date, et cetera. So um, stuff like that helped a lot. I don't know. Um, I did send them a very, very good uh, letter of recommendation that I had just um, put together or uh, maybe that helped too. So that wasn't really a technical uh, interview. And it's pretty clear that I have almost no experience in Ruby on Rails. I have now more because um, uh, since uh, I got uh, the offer, I did. I am studying um, Ruby on Rails. But that's... Um, and, and I see how my experience with Django helps so much because I understand everything that's going on. I just have to figure out how to do that in this other language. Um, Sounds like fun. Yeah. Actually, I'm having fun with that. That is a very fun part of my life right now. So if anybody has questions, I'm going to answer questions. And But but I want to start. So that starts in May. Um, the So we talked one day, then a week later... Um, we talked just for 10 minutes and he gave me the number. So my, my uh, salary that they would offer me. And at that moment, at that moment, so before that, in that week, I knew I had interviewed with another company in Mannheim, actually. And I knew, and I got, and that was actually true that I would get offers from both these companies um, the company in uh, Mannheim, of course, being in Mannheim is uh, is a big plus too. And I knew them, and it would have been a, a great job as well. Um, but that number that I got from the company in Frankfurt was so high that I knew that, um, that I couldn't say no. Uh, so in 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 between, we knew. So, so we talked a lot about you know what uh, should I choose, and I knew there was a number where I couldn't choose. Uh, anything else than the Frankfurt uh, company. Um, 
which was interesting. But then the day I got the offer, when everything that we had, so when I say we, it's it's Catherine and me, and but we, you and me, uh, also we talked about this. Um, suddenly everything became real, and suddenly it was clear. Okay, I'm gonna be in Germany in a few weeks, and the time in Mexico is gonna be uh, over, and everything I have to do to uh, start life again in Germany, I have now to do. because Before before that offer, my to-do list was very short. I had done everything that I could. and But I had another list of stuff that I could only do when I knew when I was going back. And that has started uh, now a few weeks ago. And it's still long. <laughs> and in the first... Two days after I got the offer, um, I, I was not exactly happy. I don't know. I I couldn't. So I needed two days to to realize what that meant and to be okay with it, uh, which was an interesting experience. Um, Catherine was absolutely happy and wanted to celebrate, and I was now. No, it's okay. Um. Um. And and yeah, and now not now it's a few weeks later, and um, I'm very happy. I'm um, very very much looking forward to going back to Germany, to moving to Mannheim, uh, to seeing all my friends, and then going to, for example, the uh, Gulasch Programmiernacht. Uh, it's that Chaos event in Karlsruhe uh, in a few weeks, and there I'm gonna meet Bobo. And he's gonna have beer for me, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. I want to say that. So we came to Mexico four years ago, and coming here was really easy. There, all of the paperwork, uh, like immigration, uh, especially, uh, got taken care of by the school. They have their lawyers, they do that. So we didn't have to do a lot about that. Um, canceling like health insurance and other insurances in Germany, that's easy. Canceling is always easy. And also we were we were happy to go. We didn't know what would happen here, but we went and we didn't have any anxiety about it because uh, we didn't know what would happen. So uh, yeah, we just went... Now I feel a lot different. Um, so going back, first of all, emotionally is harder than coming here. Plus all the paperwork. That that I can I I I absolutely underestimated that. Uh -huh. but yes, that is definitely a thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, plus also the paperwork is a lot more. Um, it's okay. We are very well organized, Catherine and me both. Um, and most things are taken care of. But it doesn't help. I mean, for German bureaucracy, uh, it doesn't help to be to not be in Germany. Um, so, but the last big, the big one now I'm working on is health insurance, uh, and they sent me a lot of uh, forms where I. These forms are not made for people who like me, have not had a job at all times and not being employed at all times or and not having the same health insurance for one job, uh, etc. Um, 
I'll see. Uh, it, it'll work out. Um, but um, it's situations that they don't deal off, uh, that they don't deal with very often, and the forms reflect that. Um, but that is the last big one. I have a I have a room in Mannheim for the first few months um, before Catherine, uh, and then Catherine comes uh, to Germany in July. I have, uh, I know how to get to work. I do have a contract with signatures, um, so that's good. Yay, congrats. How, how are you getting to work? And I, I, you said there was going to be some training to biking or you're going to try to bike? No, no, I'm not going to bike. Uh, no, because the, the uh, job is at the Cargo City, which is uh, to the south. of a, It's at the airport, on the airport, but it's uh, to the south. Um, what I'm going to do is actually I go to the main train station in Mannheim and my, my room now for the first months is it's probably going to take 10 minutes by bike to get there. Uh, which is not ideal. Uh, so we're going to look for apartments closer to the uh, train station. And then I'm going to take the ICE to Frankfurt uh, Airport um, station. And then there's a... How much uh, is that? How much is that going to be? That's, it takes in time or in money? Well, both. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it does not take that much time, but... It takes 30 minutes. Uh, but in the nice ICE train, um, which is so much better than in a car. Um, True. So I wouldn't do that by car. I wouldn't commute an hour by car. I just wouldn't do that. And they probably Are you wouldn't have... be able to find a seat reservation every day? I don't know. I'll, I'll, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I'll see how that goes. I'm going to take the early train at uh, half past seven. Um, I, I'll tell you when I know. So I'm going to take that, uh, and then there is a uh, shuttle buses going around uh, the airport uh, for people working there. And that uh, supposedly takes another 15 minutes um, to go to the other side of the airport uh, where my company is. So it's going to take an hour and more to get there. I hope that um, the train ride will be comfortable enough to, for me to enjoy it. That is the plan. And I, I'm gonna have the the Bahncard uh, 100. Do you know what that is? I oh, I do. I've I've lusted after one for many years. Yes, me too. Uh, I'm gonna have that. Um, How much are they now? They are. If you're paying monthly, it's 400 euros. And if you're paying yearly, it's uh, 4,300. So it's it's per year. It's 500 euros less. I think. If you pay yearly, so I'm gonna pay monthly for the first year, certainly, and then I get. Uh, you have to make a year-long commitment. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you do get back, get some of that back in uh, tax back pay, um, because it's a uh, like eighty kilometers commute, and Germans get back uh, taxes for commuting. Hmm. Um, interestingly. Oh, that, that sounds so awesome. And then you can just go anywhere in Germany that you want for... Yes, yes, yes. For example, go to Karlsruhe for Gulasch Programmiernight, Nacht, uh, and uh, just go back home to sleep in the ICE uh, and go back to work on Friday. Um, yeah, and going everywhere. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. So uh, that is... I, I really, really hope that that freedom will... Um, will 
make me happier about the commute. I never wanted to commute again, but um, it's I'm not commuting, so I have the Banca 100. Uh, I'm commuting because the job sounds so amazing. Um, but uh, we'll see. So that'll help. Uh, just about the, the taxes. So um, you get... It's called the Pendlerpauschale. So for every kilometer that you have to commute to your work, you get so the you take the distance of uh, from your home to your work, um, probably calculated by car, and uh, for every kilometer and for every work day of the year, you can uh, deduct thirty cents from your taxes. So for, for my community, that's about 80 kilometers. That is something around four and a half thousand to five thousand. So it's uh, euros that I can deduct from taxes. That sounds awesome. Yeah, everybody does that. That helps the uh, people, especially. Yeah. Now, what's very interesting, and that is very, very German. Um, so I told you the the bahn card. It's it costs like it'll cost me 4800 euros for the year um if i paid it at once it would be 43 something like that now that pendler pauschale it's capped at 4500 euros but it's not it's only capped that uh, at that uh, number if you don't take a car if you commute by car 200 kilometers each direction every day, you can, uh, you get, I don't know, you can deduct like 8,000, 9,000, I don't know, I have to calculate it, euros from your taxes every year. Hmm. Don't make me, don't make me want to start looking up German tax law. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's well for me. It doesn't matter. It's exactly uh, the the cost of the bank card, so that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you about how that part of life feels like after I've done it a few weeks. Um, yeah, we'll see. Sounds like it, I think you sound a lot more hopeful. I, maybe I just got too excited about bond card. That's what, that's what this episode, next episode should be called, Bond Card 100. Uh, no, no, I know we'll keep it Cafe Toscana because I've actually been there before and I, I remember it was very nice. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I had to add to that was paperwork for getting health insurance, although I never, I kept my American health insurance in Mexico. Uh, Obamacare actually made it really easy to get health insurance in the US when you don't work for a company. When you work for a company, it's sort of automatic and it's piled in with all of the other paperwork that you have. And I don't think they, there's not a whole lot of paperwork that you need to do for that, but health insurance when you're not, when you don't work for some place that gives you health insurance. It's yeah. a thing entirely. Um. But yeah, having to get that before Obamacare was a ridiculous amount of paperwork and waiting and I mean, they they have it's to. Not, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, they have to what? They they have to give it to me, and uh, starting on May first, it's no problem because I have uh, my job, uh, and then everything's like everybody does it. Uh, two problems: I'm gonna arrive on April twenty fourth, and I need some sort of health insurance for that one week, which I'll probably have to pay myself. Um, and the second is because they have really, to, yeah, 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 yeah. 
nobody's paying for that, uh, but I have to have it, and I want to have it. Uh, that's uh, more important. Um, okay. And then the second part is that that's actually the more problematic one, or that why it takes a little longer, and the, why they want so many forms is that. So they have to take me in. That one, uh, uh, um, it's not private. It's not pr private uh, insurance company. Well, it is sort of, but they are uh, operating under the public uh, insurance system. And um, so apparently, because I, I have to go back to that insurance where I was insured before I went to Mexico. So the last insurer where I, that I was insured with and my last job in Germany, I have to go back to that um, insurance. And now they ask, they want to know where I was and what I did and how I was insured. And they asked me about the, my whole job history even before 2014, although I didn't give that to them because I told them, well, I was insured with you in 2014. So I'm just gonna, I just list the stuff that happened since then. Otherwise it would have been a lot of work. Um, so I hope they'll accept that. Um, yeah, uh, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But it is work that I don't want to do, and that takes a lot of time. Indeed. So, but that's what's going on right now. Um, if anybody has any questions about that, um, maybe that maybe that could be a talk some sometime. Uh, being an expat, so leaving Germany for another country and how what stuff you have to deal with. That could be. I'm thinking about, you know, what could I tell people uh, about what would be interesting. Um, maybe that's something. We should have come up. We, we didn't come up with a draft. No, no. Today is no draft. Today is not a draft. No, today is not a draft day. Um, I have. I today have, is just catching up. Like, hey, hey yes. Today is changing reality. <laughs> we are. We have changed realities. I, you know, that's the. I always cheer up. I hope that wasn't too loud. I always cheer up recording this podcast because it's been <laughs> super. The lack of sun, the lack of tacos, the lack of um, my friends in Mexico. It's been it's been sad. It's been weird adjusting. Ugh. Yeah, I, I I wrote a short blog post to to announce them going back to Germany, and there I listed. I did not list the stuff that I will miss, but the things that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, that's much more uh, for me. That's right now. It's uh, much more important to do that. Um, and there is. Uh, I'm gonna link to that. Um, there are a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I know that I'm going to miss a lot of other things. Um, just yesterday, we went to, a, you know, again, like it wasn't the first time this week, uh, to have uh, tacos de mariscos. And so fish tacos. Right, of course. And that's just something, wow. That's uh, uh, it's just awesome. <laughs> just awesome. And it didn't cost anything. <laughs> Well, it did cost something, but not, not, it wasn't expensive. Everything costs something. Yes. So, yeah, um, if anybody has any questions, I guess we can answer them in the future episode. Uh, we can talk about a draft. We never did the tacos draft. Uh, I would very much like to do that uh, at some point. 
And I am I am collecting items for the Mega Draft. Oh, the Mega Draft, yes. Yeah. We, have we haven't gotten you. any. We haven't gotten a single toot. So Bobo, Bobo, do your work. Uh, we need thirty. No, toots. no, we got, we got, we got something. We got a, we got a very from Luricon. Luricon was was tooting at us, saying, "Hey, we got to do a." Uh, Where, where was that? It's it's it, it, mom mom brought this up to me. She's been she's been neglecting the since yeah. I've been back yeah. in yeah here she's been because normally I could just get her to get her to toot by encouraging her over WhatsApp, but now that I'm actually here and within you know sort of yelling range of my mom, it's hard for and and usually when I try when I think oh I should get my mom to toot from the from the account, she'll will get distracted and something will happen because you know. But you know, we did we did get encouragement for the mega draft. Okay, okay. Well, yes, yes. Yeah, so a... did say, "Okay, guys, it's on." This I really want to see. I really hope that people are going to do it, do the mega draft, and then we'll have to deliver. So I'm I'm not telling you all the stories um, that I have been collecting um, because that's going on to my list for the mega draft. Uh, I just wanted to tell you one sad story. Um, we had talked about in the in the sounds of the city episode. You said that so the sound of buildings being demolished here is different than anywhere else. And I talked about how I hear the school that's just one block away from my apartment is being demolished because apparently, uh, or yeah, uh, it was damaged in the during the earthquake in September. Now what? Now, for the last two weeks, I think they put it up two weeks ago, it becomes clear that they're not going to rebuild the school and have a school for children. They're going to put a big, big, luxurious apartment building there. And it's a, it's a large area. It's not, it's not just one apartment block now. It's, uh, it's going to be a big, big building. And they're going to put in uh, really expensive apartments in there. They have pictures of swimming pools. And I think that really sucks. I, I don't know what else to, to say about that. So they, they tear down the school, they build apartment buildings. And I have no idea where the school children go now. I the, I could repeat this story a million times about New York, but yeah, it's yeah. <sighs> so that's a sad story. Um, I think we can work on our recording um, environment. I certainly can. I'm sitting in my, in the closet uh, because I normally I would sit at my desk in our uh, office, but. You can't do that anymore because the day the day that I got the offer, the day that was clear when I was gonna go back to Germany, Catherine started packing. Every, almost everything's packed already, and she's gonna be here for another two and a half months. Um, so, so the the my office is very it's cleaned out, and uh, the reverb is too much. So I'm sitting in the closet again, which is fine. And uh, using the H2N microphone, which is still not repaired, at least the, the fifth microphone. And going back to Germany, I'm gonna gonna set up something something different. Um, gonna improve. And I did literally nothing <laughs> except put my laptop in a corner, which I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure out maybe to to find 
the microphone is the most important uh, part. Uh, we'll 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 talk about uh, what we can do for on your part. We'll, we'll take suggestions from the podcast. Yes, from the yeah, that was my podcast. that was my intention, right? Um, and the last thing I want to mention is the the most amazing podcast that's out there. Uh, I, we, we're going to do a podcast draft at one point, but I want to uh, to promote the podcast that's called The Dollop that you told me about it, and it's just the best thing. Um, I'm listening to all of the new episodes. But it, 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 it's also kind of the worst thing. It is It is a, an amazing, amazing podcast, and it's going to be uh, make me happy for the next years because uh, I, I'm listening to the new ones, and the, the newest one is it's really good, um, the, but the uh, car race from New York to Paris. And... I'm also listening to all the all of the old ones, so I still have 300 episodes to listen to, and they I, are amazingly funny and entertaining and make me smile, and um, it's just the best. And I, I I thank you for telling me about it. Oh, you're you're most welcome. I hope it'll I hope they'll help us uh, up our podcasting game and and get, as well as give us a solid link to the how do i put this give us a solid link to the classic tradition of comedy podcasts even yeah. though we are not a comedy no, podcast no, no, we're at all <laughs> we're funny but we find ourselves funny that's that is hopefully enough i think other people find us somewhat amusing too i hope so i hope so and um yeah um I, I guess some people that are listening uh, uh, can meet me at in Karlsruhe in, in a few weeks at a Gulasch Programmiernacht or hit me up and uh, meet me in Mannheim. What is that? What the the good? Yeah, it's 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 a chaos event in Karlsruhe. That's I have no idea. I haven't ever been. Uh, I'm gonna go because I can, and um, I'll I'll tell you about it. Interesting. I, I I look forward to it and hopefully one day join you there. All right. Anything else? Or should we say No, goodbye? that's pretty much it. Okay. Have fun. Thank you. Do the mega draft. <laughs>